My name is Stephen Riley. I'm lead pastor here at Living Waters Church. It's a privilege and honor to be one of the elders, one of the under shepherds here. And God is working. God is working. God is healing people and delivering people. We're going through the book of Matthew, right? And there's a lot to learn about Jesus and see Jesus as he is. And we get to the chapter 4, and it's the first passage in Scripture refers to Jesus' ministry. And then you look into the other chapters when he's actually walking around ministering. He is healing people and delivering people all the time. And there's so many scriptures on this. You can't get away from it. It's just who he is. It's just what he does. And we see it in the book of Acts. We've seen it in church history. We see it today. And so I knew at some point I wanted to just, God, let's just dedicate a whole service to healing ministry and deliverance ministry. Well, that's been now two services. And this, today is our second one. And I want to say that I am hearing and I'm sensing that God is touching people. And we even have a, um, a video we'd like to show you. Uh, Donnie and Shirley Hayden have a um, grandson that they um, often take care of over the weekends and so forth. His name is Andrew. And he suddenly couldn't walk, and he couldn't get up on his feet and walk. And they found that he had a, a broken heel in his heel bone. So they had to take him to the hospital and get a special cast for that, for that and all that. Well, just three weeks later, let's see what he can do after three weeks. And these last three weeks, and we've been praying for the last week, a week and a half for him. He is walking on his, his feet for the first time in three weeks. And Donnie says, this is, a, this is the Lord. This is the answer to prayer. This is amazing. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are the move up in that hospital. Hallelujah. No distance in prayer. I, I know that we prayed for many people last Sunday. Um, and... Um, and I've been praying for people during the week. I'm just going to ask you, if Sunday morning or during this week, if you received a healing, uh, could you just raise your hand and just let, you, during the week here, or that Sunday, I'd like to just get a praise report real quick. And Rhonda, I might get you later. Sylvie, do you mind coming up and sharing that real quick? Yeah, come on, run down here. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, uh, at work back in November, I got up incorrectly, I guess, back in November, and I did something to my hamstring, and it's been very painful for months. <laughs> so to the point where I couldn't do this or that or so. So that's gone. <laughs> and then also, um, the Lord also, I've had a very sore right foot, and um, that's gone. So. <laughs> praise god praise god lord we give you thanks we give you thanks lord we give you the glory 
Isn't that good? God is, God is working. God is moving. I love that. I love that. Uh, I'm going to just re-mention uh, some of the words that we gave last Sunday, because I'm, I'm pl- claiming them for this Sunday, too. But there was, uh, a, and a word, what, it, what it is, you, you, you're seeing some words, uh, what we call words, and what's a word? Well, in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, uh, Paul, the writer, he expresses these nine gifts of the Spirit. And several of those gifts, we just summarize them, they're just words. A word of prophecy, a word of tongues, and a word of interpretation of tongues, a word of encouragement. And that's what we're seeing this morning. It's in the Bible, it's, it's happened for centuries now. These are gifts that God wants to allow us to hear from heaven. What he And then he, like a word of knowledge, would be uh, he's... Uh, going to heal something and he, he lets us know to help us know how to pray and there's a word of faith and there's a word of uh, there's a gift of faith and a gift of miracles so lord we ask for all the gifts and you just put them together as you want to so lord um last week we had some words of knowledge that god was going to heal some backs uh and shoulders and so we just pray, pray over that again. If you're having back pain, if you're having shoulder pain, Lord Jesus, heal, be healed. Heal them, Lord Jesus. We had a word about uh, someone in trauma, had been in trauma, and there's wounds hanging on left over from that trauma. What God knows your pain, he feels your pain. Lord Jesus, by your compassion and love, heal that wounded heart. And Jesus, right now, I'm, I'm praying for you right now. Uh, we don't have to wait for the prayer time. Be healed from that trauma. God is the healer of your heart. We had uh, a word, and again, we don't know if it's here, if it's online, if it's with someone who listened during the week, uh, a young mother who had gotten a, a serious um, uh, detrimental prognosis, diagnosis, and and so we were praying for her wherever she is, that this fear and this, uh, oh my goodness, what I'm going to do with my, my children, the Lord Jesus is your healer, young lady. He's your healer, and he's delivering you from that fear, and he's delivering you from that uh, uh, negative diagnosis, and he's giving you healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, another thing I want to introduce last week for the first time, I, I want to do this now, and because God can do this at any time we gather, this Sunday, next Sunday, is if you, if you get a healing and you can feel the difference in your body during the worship or during, during the preaching or teaching, just go ahead and just wave your arms. If you're like at 80% healing where it's so much better, you know it's not just uh, your coffee kicking in, you know. <laughs> it's, it's really the Lord touching your body. Just go ahead and wave your hands. This is a Randy Clark thing because he'll have thousands in a healing uh, meeting all over the world and they, God just starts healing from the beginning to the end. It's not just at the prayer time. And so they're just giving praise to God all during the meeting as God just unloads a healing. So in Matthew chapter 4, our key verses is verses 23 and 24. It says, And he went, that's Jesus, throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. 
So his fame spread throughout all Syria. And they brought him all the sick and afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. You see, Jesus cares about your body, your mind, your soul, and your spirit, your whole being. And when he saves us, he saves, he rescues us in all areas of our life. In some of these uh, translations where it makes these lists of what Jesus did all among the land of Israel, he said there were many that was being tormented. That that, their illness was tormenting, their demons were oppressing them and tormenting them. Well, Jesus told those demons to leave them alone, and they left. Last week, we focused on Jesus, the healer, and his compassion. That he was moved with compassion, that he actually would uh, uh, feel this compassion. And so that was our subtitle for last week, he would, he would be moved. He's motivated by compassion. And so what we find is that in his presence of love and power is breakthrough. And we pray for breakthrough for you today. For you online today. A breakthrough for you. This God loves you. He wants to heal you. Today we're going to focus on another part of set of scriptures that reveal so clearly that Jesus is the healer and he and how his authority is a key to healing. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 8 as our first passage. We've been able to stay in a lot of chapters of Matthew during this and then uh, next Sunday, of course, we'll have David Reagan. The next will be uh, Resurrection Sunday. And then, Lord willing, after that, I'll get back into teaching the book of Matthew going through. But in chapter 8, uh, what we have is a centurion comes up to Jesus. Well, what is that? A Roman centurion was a leader in the, the military that would be over at least 100 soldiers. So that would be Senta as 100. And he would have authority over 100 soldiers. And usually he would have at least 15 or more years of experience. He would have already uh, accomplished a lot. They, get, they got paid very well. They would have not only soldiers underneath them, but servants and all that they would be paying to take care of his property and his work. And, um, and they would also carry often a staff that would have an emblem to show their rank that they weren't just any old uh, Roman soldier, but they had more rank and authority than the others, so be sure to give him honor and respect. And so in verse 5 of chapter 8, it says, And when Jesus entered Capernaum, excuse me, chapter 8, verse 5, I don't know if I said that right, chapter 8, verse 5, And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion centurion came to him imploring him that's jesus and saying lord my servant is lying paralyzed at home fearfully tormented jesus said to him i will come and heal him but the centurion said lord i am not worthy for you to come under my roof for but just say the word and my servant will be healed just say the word So this centurion is not 
is, is probably not Jewish. Usually they were not Jewish. He's from, uh, you know, another land. He doesn't serve the Hebrew God. He didn't know the Hebrew scriptures. So how does he have any clue that Jesus could be, you know, could just with the word heal people? I believe it's because he was watching and hearing the reports and maybe saw somebody, knew somebody that was sick and then came back home and was healed. And he said, Jesus did this to me. And so he observed that Jesus had power over the material things. That he wasn't just a good teacher, rabbi, doing spiritual teachings, but he had more authority and more power than that. And so I believe he was watching. In verse 9, it goes on and says this, For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. You see, he understood the power of the spoken word. That's, that's where authority is released, is with the spoken word. And he says, uh, soldier, uh, go take care. And immediately, that's uh, servant, do this. And he, do, he understands when he speaks with the authority and the rank he has, then that people respond. So he didn't, uh, he, he's like, you know, it's okay, Jesus. Don't come to my place. Just speak the word. There's power in your words. Just speak the word. Verse 10 says, now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. See, he was observing, he was seeing that there's power in these words. There's power in our words too. Isn't that right? And you need to be careful what you're saying. If you're saying about how terrible life is and how horrible this person is and how bad, you know, your finances are and how terrible this and you, I mean, yeah, I understand. Let's be honest before God. But if you're just doing a mantra, repeating it over and over again, that is, you're affecting it in a negative way. Let's be hopeful. Say, God, I need you in my finances. I need you in healing in my body. Lord, I look to you. You're, there's authority over me. I have authority over this in Jesus name. Speak. Watch your words, folks. Use your words with the power of God in them. I'm going to have about seven faith statements today. I'm going to want us to say these together. And the first one is Christ's authority releases healing. Let's say that together. You ready? Christ's authority releases healing. I want to go on here in this chapter. Uh, It says in verse 13... And Jesus said to the centurion, go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. Lord, may our faith grow, may our belief grows, Lord God. His, he had belief, he had trust in you. You know, it's kind of like a building inspector. You might have a, a huge skyscraper going up, and uh, you have all these construction managers and all these workers, big tough guys, and, and with tools and power tools. But one little guy can come in with this tag called the building inspector. And he's just got this one tag. That he got from taking some tests and getting appointed by the, the local government zoning commission or whatever. And he's got this tag. And he can come in and he can find something in that building and say, no, stop. you got to stop. 
There's something not right here. And he can make all of the 100, 200 employees suddenly have to stop. He's not some big, strong guy. He's not, you know, carrying a bazooka with him or something. It's just his tag that's recognized by the government. You've got a tag, folks. You've got a tag, and it's it's powerful. So another one, uh, faith statements, let's look at it right here, is understanding of authority releases faith. Let's say that together. Understanding authority releases faith. Let's just take a moment and remind ourselves who Jesus really is and go to Colossians chapter 1. This whole chapter really lifts who Christ is and tells it tells us just like it is. I'm, I'm just going to read a few verses, verses 13 through 17 of Colossians chapter 1. It says this, For he, being Jesus, rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. How come? How come? Because he's the one in authority. He is the greatest authority and he's the one that can transfer you from a kingdom of darkness to a kingdom of light. Praise God, he has that authority. That's who he is. Verse 14, uh, 15. He is the image of of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So he is uh, this Lord over the visible and the invisible, what we can't see. There's thrones and there's rulers and authorities of all kinds in, in the world, but his kingdom is above all kingdoms. He is called the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is who he is. This is what he does. And in this visible realm, we can't see it, but there's, there's the merging of the spiritual and the physical together. If God just let us see uh, the spiritual only, I wonder what it would look like. I know there's one thing, I'm not sure. But there's one thing, there would be a lot of lights in this room. And that's you. You have, when you have the Holy Spirit, if you're a born-again Christian, you have Jesus inside of you. If you've repented of your sins, you've turned to him and you said, listen, I want to be saved. I don't want to live my own life anymore. I want to live the life that you have and you turn from your sin and ask him to come to your heart, you have a piece of the Holy God Spirit in you, and that shines. It shines. You're a walking beacon. You're a walking flashlight everywhere you go. And demons see that. They see in the Spirit, right? So they can see you coming from a long way away because you're a light. You can't hide from them because they see the light. There's another passage in Philippians chapter 2 I want to read on who Jesus is. And it's in this chapter 2, it goes into how Jesus humbled himself uh, to leave heaven and come to earth to be a man was a great humbling. 
But he was obedient to that, to be a, a, a servant and be called both man and God. And then it starts saying in verse 9 of Philippians chapter 2, it says, For this reason also God highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, and that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and those on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm just telling, I'm just being honest with you. Hey, if you think Jesus is just another name out there, that, you know, Jesus, which is a good teacher, you know, really made an impact, has some good teaching, uh, all that's nice stuff, but I really don't trust him. I don't really believe who he is, that he is Lord. Let me tell you, there will be a day that you will bow your knee and you will confess him as Lord and you will because you'll see him as he is and there won't be any options or grace anymore you will you will be forced to say Jesus is Lord instead in this age of grace of pure love and acceptance receive his salvation now humble your heart bow your knee in your heart and say I call you Lord now by my own will I choose you I choose you this name is above every name, and oftentimes I'll say, in the name of Jesus, you're above cancer. Leave this body in Jesus' name. There's no name on earth or in heaven that's above the name of Jesus. That little building inspector that comes in, it says at the bottom, signed by Jesus, sent by Jesus. Your tag, you've been sent by Jesus. Peter, when he, we read in, uh, earlier in studying Matthew when the disciples first came, and Peter, uh, you know, it, there was this great big catch of fish. And Jesus said, come follow me. So he showed him, listen, I can take care of the material things, your physical needs, your financial needs, this big catch of fish. Look what, look what I just did. Come follow me. Don't worry about the th- these things. Yes, God uh, he is our source. We are t- to seek his hand and the provisions of his blessing. But let's keep the priority right because let's just seek him, his face. He, wa- he wants us both and we just want to keep the right priority. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 10 now. Let's see what Jesus does with this authority. And in this chapter, Matthew chapter 10, starting at verse 1, we see that Jesus' plan, his strategy, I like that word, that strategy that God has a strategic key place for us, the living waters, where he has, he had for the disciples. And so he included them in his ministry. He, he like took a break for a day or something, and he, and he sent the 12. Well, let's read this, verse 1. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples, gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. He just gave them authority. He wanted to share it. He wanted some partners in this ministry. He wanted a joint venture. Yeah, he could have done it all himself. He was really uh, attracting crowds. But no, he wanted to give it away. And so he did. Uh, looking at verse 7 later on in this chapter, of chapter 10. And as you go, he said, giving them some instructions, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. See, he was, he was commissioning them and he was saying, listen, I, I mean, just think about this. These 12, they've been, you know, spending the night together, traveling all those long walks and, and uh, traveling together and camping out together. And, and you know, who, who fell and like broke an ankle and uh, who, who was bitten by a snake, a venomous snake? You know, they had these outdoor adventures together. What happened? Who got sick? And we don't know, but... At the, around the campfire, who was healed of a, a traumatic wound in their heart at the campfire? Free, as you freely receive, now freely give, my 12 friends. I've been blessing you. I've been touching you. Folks, you've been a Christian a few weeks, a few months, a few years, a few decades. Freely give you, now, what you've received. You've got plenty to give. You've got plenty to give. You don't have to wait for some training course. You don't have to wait for me to say you can do it now. You just give, pray for people, uh, talk to people, offer prayer for people. When you're doing the doorknobs and you're putting things on doors and that person in the yard, you start uh, talking, you have a conversation on the sidewalk. Uh, say, hey, is there any way we can pray for you? Is there anything going on in you and your family that we can pray for? Just offer prayer. See what they say. I know what, in my experience that more than 50% of the time, it's going to be someone is sick in their family. And, and so you're going to be able to pray for God to intervene in that person's life, heal them, restore them, and bring them back to health. I know I was, um, late 2018, I was at a Randy Clark conference in Lexington for several days and uh, Randy Clark has uh, been carrying a healing deliverance ministry throughout the whole world now for uh, about three decades. And, um, uh, and, and God had been, which had been, I can sense him physically. He was touching me physically, emotionally, spiritually. And, um, uh, and I just, I felt that, that call to freely, as freely receive, freely give. And uh, a neighbor of mine, um, uh, I've had found out was still battling cancer and I went over to their house uh, to pray for her for this cancer to stop in Jesus name and and while I was there I found out that she had diverticulitis and that had been going on now a number of weeks getting into two to three months she was starting to lose weight she was getting weak she couldn't eat anything keep it down uh, that just uh, your intestines gets twisted or blocked and food won't go through and so here she was trying to battle cancer and but she couldn't she couldn't eat she'd been to the doctors and they'd tried this and tried that and there nothing was getting better she couldn't hold anything down and so that was the second thing I prayed prayed for both things and didn't rush it just took time to wait on the Lord there and I next day you know I just followed up and called them over the week a couple of times and the next day she started eating and nothing came up it stayed down and she was able to just get right back into her eating now i've i've keep up with him a little bit she's still battling cancer let's pray for her right now let's not i keep on knocking on that door keep knocking keep seeking father we pray for my neighbor that You've healed her before in this other area in her intestines. Heal her in a body with the cancer. Cancer be gone in Jesus' name. Leave her. Dissipate. Be gone. Dissipate. Just dissolve out in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Jesus didn't stop the 12. He ends up sending out uh, 70 no-names. Look, look at Luke chapter 10. He wanted to share it some more. That first, uh, that first test run, getting those 12 friendship, friends out in ministry worked great. So he's, now he's sending out 70 no-names. He says, listen, when I send you out, we're going to pair, you pair up in twos. And uh, when you go to the, the cities, remember, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I'm sending you out in the harvest field. And verse 8, he's giving them more extru- instructions here of Luke chapter 10. Verse 8, he says, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat what is set before you and heal those in it who are sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. And so what I believe this kingdom of God is here, is near you, is that Jesus went about preaching the kingdom, teaching and healing and delivering people. And so he's trying to say, the kingdom is full of truth, and that's why I preach it, that's why I teach it, but I demonstrate it, I show it to you, that God is a God of love. He loves people, he's hurting for people and their bondages and their hurts and pains. Watch this, I'm going to heal people too. And that's just part of what his kingdom is like. And his kingdom is one that, just like we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Lord, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's not one or the other. It's not just the visible or the invisible. It's both. So here's this next faith statement. The authority of Christ's kingdom is here. Let's say that together. The authority of Christ's kingdom is here now. So Lord, we ask, show your kingdom. Heal somebody today. Heal many people. Heal the traumas, Lord God, the wounds from the trauma. Lord, deliver us from constant pains and chronic pains, Lord God. Set us free. Look what's happened when the 70 returned from their experience, and we'll even read what Jesus says about their experience. Look what happens here. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 17. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan, uh, this is Jesus talking, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. They were blown away. They were like giddy. They were like, man, even demons were subject to us in your name. That name, Jesus, really is a name above all names. It really is a name that's more powerful than feel, uh, fear and debilitating disease. They were rejoicing. They were so happy. Uh, verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that the names, that your names are recorded in heaven. See, that authority to to see God answer prayer, to intervene in someone's life, and to with darkness to flee, and light and, and release and freedom to come. It's so exciting. And Jesus says, even something more exciting than that, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It's in heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. You're a child of God. You have eternity is for you. That's what you really want to be excited about. See, here's another 
Here's another statement. Christ's authority is over demons. Christ's authority is over demons. I think it's, there it is. His authority is over the power of demons. Let's read it together. His authority is over the power of demons. And folks, you, we just need to realize that demons hate you. They hate you. Now, the devil himself is probably hanging around Jerusalem, hanging around Washington, D.C., New York City, some of these big uh, uh, centers around the world. He probably doesn't come tempt you every day. He's got plenty of, of little demons to do that. Uh, but you never know, right? You still have authority over the devil, which is the devil or little, little D devils. It doesn't matter which ones. You have authority over them. And remember, when God, uh, uh, to, to stay in trust and faith, because sometimes you'll be healed, and then it might be a few days later or a week later, those symptoms start coming back. Just immediately say, I just resist that in Jesus' name. These symptoms I don't, uh, aren't part of. It's a spiritual battle. And just come against that and resist it in Jesus' name. Because demons always like to come back. Demons always like to put doubt. Demons like to deceive. That's what they do. And so if we don't ever pray against demons, then they're probably getting away with too much stuff in your life. Too many thoughts that you've let go in, their mi- in your mind. The, don't, let them, don't let it slide. Don't let it slide. Oh, no, no, that's, that's not from me. That's not from God. That's from the enemy. And I, that thought of doubt and, and discouragement, I'm, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Instead, I choose to use my words in agreeing with God and his word. And I say, I am victorious. I am healed. I'm delivered in Jesus' name. Jesus got, got excited. He got giddy too. And, I, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, read this passage in a minute. But I want to go ahead and do a testimony right now. Ron, if you could come up. So Rhonda came to the, uh, the Friday night um, prayer meeting that we had last week. We ended up praying for healing for our church body that night. She had been seeking God uh, before that Friday night prayer meeting, and the Lord was already starting to work in her. Rhonda, tell us what happened. Well, first of all, the Lord was speaking to me about, you need to get up in front of the church and confess your faults and your sins to one another. Because it says in James, if you confess your faults and your sins to one another, you will be healed. So I really believe that that's what started it. And I've got to read this passage of Scripture. It said, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. Thank you, Lord. So after I confessed everything, I felt after they prayed that I had been dealing with depression and oppression for months. All of that was lifted off of me. Praise the Lord. I'm not suffering with it anymore. Another thing also he did... I had went to the doctor because my shoulders, me and Marty would have taken this drumming class. And me and her have been having a blast with this thing. 
Well, I called her one morning. I said, I can't even make it. My arms hurt me so bad I can't hardly hold it up. Oh, I hate that. So I went to the doctor, and I had bone spurs on both of my shoulders. He said, you may as well forget that drumming class. Well, (laughs) that night, somebody had mentioned shoulders, and I said, that's me. So they prayed over my shoulders. And before that night, that day, I couldn't even sleep on either side of my body. I had to sleep flat on my back. But praise the Lord, he touched my shoulders and I can raise my hands and I can sleep on both sides of my body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. I praise your holy name, Lord. That's right. Okay, okay. I do have a word also the Lord spoke to me also um, last night and this morning. I believe that God wants to heal somebody here today, either in this room or online. And Regina, this is for you. He wants to heal those who feel like they have little strength and they're suffering from breathing problems and lung problems. And he's saying right now, you get up and walk. You are healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The, The enemy wants to wear the saints out. This is his number one thing right now. But we're not going to let him. He's rising up his children to be all that he's called us to be. And this is also for living waters. The number 40, which I like to study numbers in the Bible anyway. The number 40, since this year, living waters has been here for 40 years. He's saying that this is the year... God is bringing repentance, newness, preparation for an important work or task, nourishment and growth in our spiritual life. Praise God. Praise God. This is what's going to happen. And we just got to step out and believe and trust the Lord because he is working and he is good. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Stay here just for a second. Lord, right now, we just, we just take these testimonies and we add our faith to it. We pray for shoulders to be healed, more shoulders to be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Darkness and depression, oppression, come off right now in Jesus' name. Off of your mind, off your, your, your soul, your emotions, come off in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power over hearts, over wounds of the heart in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, we, we rebuke lies from the enemy. And we thank you, Lord, that you are life. And you give each one of us life. Not, not death, not darkness, not depression, but life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Father, we do pray for Regina and others dealing with weakness. And, and uh, uh, Lord, be healed. Strength. Bodies, temples of the Holy Spirit receive strength. Bodies receive strength again in Jesus' name. Be revived. Be revived with the life of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anything else on that? Okay. No, that's all right. I think we're good. Okay. Woo, come on. I tell you, God is working in Rhonda's heart and life. Let's give the Lord a hand right there.
Oh, Father. Jesus gets excited about this. He has sent out the 70. They've come back. Even demons are subject to our name. And verse 21, look at what Jesus says. And at that very time, he rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. So you see, he, he's like, he gets giddy. He gets so excited. And, and if he's, these are the no-name 70. And he calls them infants. Look what you did through infants, Father. Well, Lord, I, I'm just an infant, Lord. Do it with me, Lord. I'm just an infant. I'm not one of those big 12 apostles, but uh, hey, you know, I'm a little infant. And he gives you authority as well. So uh, another statement, faith statement for us to look at together is Christ delegates authority to us. Let's say it. Christ delegates authority to us. I want to take a a few minutes here. I want to just recognize that, yes, there are times and it can be very uh, disheartening where healings don't happen. Why doesn't everyone get healed? Robert Morris, uh, in one of his teachings on healings, very good, you look him up on YouTube, uh, describes it this way. He just tried to say, well, in general, we know that we live in a fallen world. So even though that you're Christian and you have Jesus live inside of you, have you ever sinned again after you gave your heart to Christ? So even in your life, uh, you, we, we, we sin We don't want to. We try not to. God helps us with that. He transforms us. But we we don't completely stop sinning and become perfect. And he said, and that's true with sickness. Sickness is, we're part of a a fallen world. Sin and sickness is part of a fallen world. And because you're a believer doesn't mean, and even healed of a sickness, that you'll never get sick or you never get sick again. You know, our bodies are... Uh, aging. I got a few couple uh, cu- chuckles over here that are, are admitting that that is happening. And the old ticker just ticks out. But we, so we have this, this perishable part of us, this body. It, it, it wasn't that way. God created Adam and Eve uh, their bodies were sinless. They were perfect. They were going to live forever. But because of the disobedience and sin entered the world, this is a result of sin in the world. Now, our spirits, our souls are eternal. They live on, right? And that's why you want Jesus in your heart and life. You want to be a child of God because it's either your, your spirit and soul your, goes to hell or heaven for eternity. Our bodies don't. Our bodies are dust. They return to dust, right? If Jesus doesn't come first, it would be great. And so 1 Corinthians 15 talks about this. It says, so also, uh, verse 42, uh, I'll just mention it quick. I'm going to go over and kind of rush over a few scriptures so I can get to the end. 
So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown a perishable body. It is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So your body is going to decay in the ground. But you're going to have an eternal body, a spiritual body. And, 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 and maybe you'll just look so handsome and beautiful like you did when you were 30. And Jesus was 30 and, and then died at 33, somewhere in the 30s maybe. You won't have gray hair, you'll have whatever you had at 30. Buddy, you might even have hair up in heaven, I don't know, I won't recognize you if it is true, but hey. He'll have a glorified body. You know, there's this... Um, uh, and I'm not going to have you turn there. I'm not going to go to these scriptures. But if you want to look in a later, Second Kings chapter 20, uh, starting verse 1. Hezekiah was a king uh, in Judah, and he was a good king. He was, you know, doing a pretty good job. And, um, and he, got, he got terminally ill. He, got, he, was, he was sick in bed, and, and, you know, his doctors of the day said, we can't do anything for you, and, and you're going to die. And so Isaiah, who is the prophet, you know, of of the day came in and said to him, uh, set your house in order, uh, Hezekiah, because you shall die and not live. That's a bum day. Isaiah represents God couldn't bring a healing for him. He said, no, this, you're, you, you are going to die. And then Isaiah, I mean, uh, Hezekiah, he turns over and he starts calling out to God, crying out and repenting and, and calling out to the Lord. And, and before Isaiah gets off the property, he says, go back in there because I am going to heal him. I'm going to him, give him 15 more years. He got 15 more years. I wonder if he was counting the days and what, you know, the 14th anniversary and now the 15th anniversary. This is the day. We don't have details of that, but he was healed from a disease that would have, and, and, and that seemed to be his time to go, but because of his repentance and his calling, he was, but he still died 15 years later. I go into this because we don't want to feel, uh, you know, oh, God, you know, did I do something wrong? Is it bad to get sick and, and die someday? Listen, if Jesus doesn't come back uh, in your lifetime, you're going to die. Your body's going to die. It's perishable. It's going to go back to the dust. Robbie Dawkins, one of, the, one of those, I really encourage him to listen to him, Robbie Dawkins. Learned a lot from Randy Clark. He does mostly ministry in the streets. And he says, hey, where the darkness is great, the light just shines brighter. I like uh, his ministry teams like praying more in the streets than in churches because it's just more dramatic things happen. And his mom was sick with cancer. I believe it was a terminal cancer. And she was in the hospital and it wouldn't look good. And he went there and looking, you know, planning on praying for, and the Lord said, no, she's not coming out of this hospital. While he's in the hospital, uh, a lady down the, down the hallway was very serious and not looking like, you know, she was going to make it, and her, uh, you know, relatives were in there, I think it was a daughter and niece, that kind of thing, and they were from a Central American company, if my memory's right, it was Guatemala, and he ends up meeting them hallway, and, you know, the Lord opens the door, and he prays for this, uh, uh, a mother there, and she was healed there in the hospital and got to just get up and go and leave early. 
And they said, oh, you've got to come to our, you know, our nation. You've got to pray. They said, no, no, I'm just going to pray over you. And you, when you go back to Guatemala, you prayed. And so he did. And they had revival break out in their hometown back in Central America. God likes to share this, folks. He likes for it to spread. He doesn't keep it just himself. He wants us to take that authority and run with it. You know, there's a, there's a story in Matthew chapter 17. I'm just going to refer to it. Uh, th- those disciples had been ministering. And there was a, 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 a boy that was, uh, had seizures and he would fall in the fire. And they were trying to heal him. And, 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 and the dad brings him to Jesus and says, you know, your disciples prayed for him. And, and it, didn't, it didn't help him. And the disciples asked him, yeah, what, you know, why is it that we couldn't do this? What's going on? Sometimes it's just there's dilemmas. There's mysteries. It's hard to figure out. And if we aren't willing to say, God, I'm just, I, I don't understand everything, but I'm not going to quit. But Christ, his, uh, Jesus' response to them, he said in uh, Matthew 17, verses 19 and 20 disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here there. We'll move and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. So that's our next statement right here. Authority and faith can increase through prayer and fasting. It somehow positions yourself to receive more. It, 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 it makes your um, heart more open, your, your, your mind and, and, and your words full of more faith because you're getting it more time in the Word and in prayer. And again, it's not a formula. Okay, if I just fast, then this is going to absolutely just automatically do it. It's not a formula. And when we get into formula, because it happened, it worked that way before, 2 plus 3 is 5, I'll just do the same thing, it'll happen, then we're missing on trust in God, and it's His authority, and it's not our doing. I want you to be careful when we receive the promises of God, we, we quote the scriptures of God over life, that we don't turn them into demands that God must do for us. Sometimes people, and, and, and again, I understand uh, the context, sometimes usually the people, these are my rights, or, but when they get into demands, I'm, I, I'm concerned about that. Because we seek his face before we seek his hand. It's not I seek his hand first and that's the main thing. Then we're not a true disciple. Jesus said, hey, to be my disciple, you've got to take up your cross and follow me. That means you've got to take up whatever sufferings are going to happen in your life that you can't pray away. Are you going to stick with me? Because take heart, yeah, there are trials and tribulations in this world, but take heart, I've overcome the world. He didn't say you never have any trial, tribulation, or suffering. And so I'm trying to bring this tension as, yes, use your authority. Yes, you have authority. But at the same time, if it doesn't all make sense, if, it, if it's not a mystery, keep looking at his face, trusting him, loving him first. Your first love is first, not whether you get your prayers answered. Because if you say, God, I'll serve you, but you have to do this for me, then are you really his disciple? Are you really carrying his cross with him? 
I want to say one more thing, and then I'm going to um, go into the last passage. There's sometimes you just got to pray more than once, right? Don't worry about that. Pray more than once. Jesus, in Mark chapter 8, prayed more than once. He was praying for a blind man. And he, he, he spit mud on and, and put mud on his eyes. And, 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 and he said, what do you see? He said, well, I see men walking around with like trees. And he said, well, we got it. You know, he prayed again, laid hands on him. And then, boom, he was completely healed. Aren't you glad it's in the Bible? That's, that story is there. So it's okay if I pray for you, don't... Don't be surprised if I pray for something and I say, hey, you know, now see it. What is it like? No, it's still there. Well, let's pray some more. I've told you a story that happened to me in Kansas City at International House of Prayer. I went into their healing rooms. My shoulders were getting worse. My right shoulder was getting worse. And and I was starting to compensate. I wouldn't lift my arm much. That morning was particularly bad. I checked it in line when I was getting ready for my slot of getting prayed for. Oh, yeah, it's a bad day. This is this is one of the one of the bad days. And it was getting worse each week, each month. And uh, they prayed for a couple of things for me. And... Um, uh, and, and he said, well, can you test this? And I said, well, yeah, I can test my shoulder. I'll raise it up. No, it's, it still hurts. Guy got out of his seat, came over, lay hands on me, just prayed a short prayer, went a long prayer. and said, try it again. Woohoo! That was, that was 2019, folks. Look at this, baby. Huh? 2019. Come on now, over a year. I don't have this pain. I don't go like, oh, watch yourself. I don't watch myself. I reach back as much as I want to. Now, there was another thing that, that didn't get healed that day. Of course, I kept praying. I tried supplements. I tried uh, essential oils, all those things. Helped a little bit here, helped a little bit there. A physical therapy and all this. And, and finally, I was begging my, my doctor, please, let's do this surgery. And he did minor surgery. And I haven't been better since with that. God uses medicine. God uses doctors. They're part of God's healing. Our natural bodies, uh, they, they are built to heal. If you cut yourself or something, things start healing immediately. Things start working in your body to heal. And these are just means of trying to help that go better and go, go fuller. You can pray over your, your, what the medicine you're receiving. You can pray over what's going to happen with the surgeon. It's emerging of medicine and prayer. That's a real thing. God does that. He uses that. He shows up in the hospital. He shows up in these avenues of healing. They're a blessing from God. So today in our healing time, time of prayer, um, in praise team, feel free to go ahead and come on up. I'm going to read one more passage about commissioning. Because we're praying for the needs in our own life and you at home, uh, what's going on in your, your bodies and uh, healing and deliverances you need in your life. But I'm also going to pray over you to be commissioned with the authority of Christ moving forward. Because that's what Christ has done. He's commissioned you to go in his authority. And so I'm just looking at Mark chapter 16. This is before he ascends up to heaven. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. That's verse 15 of Mark chapter 16. 
He said, and he who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up servants, serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Thank you, Lord, that you are commissioning us with your authority. Verse 19, so then, when the Lord Jesus has spoken to them, he was received up to heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And verse 20 says, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs that followed. Now, I've been hoping that those of you who have open ears uh, to the Lord, you've been hearing and listening uh, for words of knowledge. And I have John Conti back here. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, available for um, uh, you, if you feel like God's given you a word of knowledge, a word for this prayer time to go back to him. And I'll be checking in with him in a little bit. So I want to uh, pray over us. And I also want us to um, receive more authority. You have it already, but I just want to bless it. I want to commission you again. That you have in your life and ministry, uh, a, be, you're a sent one. Like Christ sent out the 12, the 70, uh, all the early church. He sends us out as well. So I'm going to just ask us to let's start in this worship song. Let's seek him. And then I'm going to come back and pray over these prayers over you. Please don't leave. I want you to be able to receive this, both the prayer for yourself, but in releasing you and commissioning you out uh, to pray for others. There is
Shepherd to come up, and she has something on her heart to share. And uh, what year was that when you had it? Was it was it a brain aneurysm? Right here. Uh, um, 2014. I had a brainstem stroke, and it almost took my life. And they didn't even think that I would be able to do anything anymore. And they kept telling Nathan, well, just take one day at a time. But um, I really wanted to talk because I couldn't talk for several months. And the first thing that came was joy was laughter. I would just start laughing, and they couldn't get over it. They're like, what are you laughing at? But I would just start laughing. Nathan would say something funny, and I would just laugh. And um, I started thinking in Proverbs, it says, a merry heart is good medicine. So I want to encourage you, even though you're going through a hard time, don't miss out on that joy. I prayed when I would get discouraged or say, oh my goodness, I can't do anything. But I would just take authority and say, no, that joy is a gift from God. That joy belongs to me. Hallelujah. And that is what got me through, was that laughter. And the more I laughed, and it wasn't a little hee-hee-hee. No, it was a belly laugh. My belly would hurt. I would laugh until I got tears in my eyes. And they just couldn't get over. When they would get depressed or get, um, even the nurses, when they had struggles, they would come to my room and make me laugh, and they would be happy. So when they would get discouraged, they're like, I'm going to go take care of Jennifer and make her laugh, you know. (laughs) And so... Don't miss out, no matter what you're going through. Don't miss out on that joy, that gift from God that is there for you to help you through your struggles and your hard times. The joy, oh my goodness, that that is what got me through. Not, Not just the medicine, not just the good doctors and the therapists, but... The joy that gave me the strength. We used I'm going to ask you to pray over it in just a minute, okay? okay. Just a minute. But I, I just, some of you don't know Jennifer, and, and, and it's a long story. We need to get it documented because it really is, you know, a number of miracles put together that she is alive. And yes. she's here with us. And it was, it was in the middle of the night, this doctor saw this rush of blood in the brainstem and knew it would be a matter of minutes. She would be completely dead. He rushed in in the middle of the night, did an emergency surgery. And, and then she had to start from, from, you know, zero. She had to start from nothing in her abilities to, to come back. And this, what you see is miracles on miracles, folks. What you're seeing right here. She said, this is so hard. This is so much on my heart right now. So this is for us, okay? This is for certain people here online. Those of you going to watch this later in the week. This this is a word from God. This is yes. one of these types of word prophetic words where it's a word of encouragement to give you, uh, uh, a, you know, direction on what's next in your healing. So right now, I just want us to receive from this prayer, because uh, this speaks to my heart. I mean, this is just right on, isn't it? This is, this is who Jesus is. 
He's full of joy. He's full of, of laughter. He's full of peace. Oh, Lord, we want to receive it. Just pray. Go ahead and pray for us. Oh, glory to God in the highest. Thank you for your wonderful gift of joy that strengthens us from head to toe. Every time I would laugh, a couple of days later, I would gain something back. And when I tried to be strong and do it on my own, I couldn't do it. But there were times when I didn't feel like I did much, but that joy always came through and that strength was there and I was able to get something else back. Glory to God. I pray for that strength. I pray for that joy among the people who are sad and depressed and lonely. I pray that that is um, under our feet and that... um, that we have the joy, the joy of the Lord, in yes. Jesus' name, yes. amen. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jennifer, so much. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to be in a receive mode from God right now for this authority to be released. Do you mind standing and just opening your hands as a position, as a, as a physical resemblance of receiving uh, from the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord. You gave authority to your followers, Lord God. You've done it century after century. You've released your authority to us to be delegated authority with that tag of, of authority in our in the light of Jesus in us. So Lord, we receive more of it right now. We want to glow more. We want more authority. Lord, we want our understanding of authority to increase our faith. Lord, that your name is above every name. Lord God, that we carry that authority that you freely give to share, to spread it, Lord God. Father, and we pray, Lord God, Lord, that we will even this week pray for people we haven't prayed before. Lord, pray again for those we haven't prayed for in a long time. Lord God, we are asking, Lord, that you empower us. Lord God, fill us with the Holy Spirit. That might be the key for some of you that need a refilling or first filling of the Holy Spirit where it overflows. Lord God, fill us again with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, you are uh, the the one that sends us and commissions us, Lord, to, to preach your gospel and demonstrate your gospel with healings and deliverances. And Lord, we practice what we preach and we take authority right now over demonic attacks, over our life, over our minds, over our bodies, uh, in broken relationships, that spirit of division, we command you to go, that spirit of darkness and depression, we tell you to leave off of my body, off of my life, you deceiving spirits telling me to think this and do this, I, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, thank you Lord that you're, you're a God of compassion, you're moved with compassion and we receive your compassion and love, thank you Lord. Uh, Lord God, we confess any sins, uh, like like Rhonda was saying, we confess sins. So anything that is blocking or hindering anything, Lord God, we confess that we humble ourselves to you and to those that we sinned against. And we confess our sin, Lord God. Lord, let uh, the grace of God flow through our humility. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we are, we are believe. We believe that you have said 
to go and preach uh, the gospel to all creation. And Lord, that these signs will accompany those who believe that they will be saved. We'll we'll see baptism. And Lord, that in your name we will see uh, demons cast out. We will speak with new tongues. We will pick up serpents and drink any deadly poison will not hurt us. And Lord, we will lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Dolores, you have a, a, a word here? I'm just going to confess that uh, the Lord was speaking this to my heart, Stephen. And I said, Lord, is it for others too? And I believe he said it is. And Rhonda, I think it's a lot of this confessing uh, what God is uh, has uh, is doing in our life, what the enemy's trying to do in our life, and being set free whole. I love the word wholeness. How I love the word wholeness. So this is what I felt like the Lord highlighted Stephen out of that Matthew. It says, All sick people were brought to him who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And torments stood out to me. And I went and looked it up. And that torments means either physical or mental. It's a form of suffering and pain. And I feel like the Lord said three of them. And I'm I'm, I'm receiving this myself. And I confess that, that I need this. Because the three that he said is in worry, guilt, and anxiety that he wants to set us free from these tormenting spirits that is calling worry and guilt come on do it and anxiety Uh so father we come to the throne of grace and mercy once again father i'm so thankful that that door is never ever shut and we confess god we need you father god we need you to come and set us free we need you father god to take these tormenting spirits these tormenting things away from us in the name of jesus we 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 thank you father that you are over all worry over all guilt and over anxiety father come holy spirit set us free set us free father in the name of jesus father god bring your shalom bring your peace nothing missing nothing broken everything is it ought to be and we stand here and we receive freely you give and freely we receive father god and i just thank you for that in the name of jesus amen amen i'm going to ask with the um altar ministry teams to come on down uh, here and uh, uh, on either side and just be available. They're available for anything uh, that you're dealing with right now. It could be still a physical. I'd say let's pray for it again. Don't, don't, if don't leave in pain or something, go ahead and get prayer again. Um, uh, we have anointing oil up here and for one of them or an elders to anoint you with oil and pray for the sick. It could be something else going on at work or home. And uh, so we are available for you to pray. We, uh, If you want them to lay hands on you, then ask them. They're willing to do that. Um, if you'd rather not, then that's fine. They'll still pray for you. But the Lord is here. The Lord is here. I want to encourage you to maybe stay for the more worship or uh, online. And there's a, there's a, a phone number online that we have somebody available to pray for you. And if you call and it's busy, just call again in the next 30 minutes on Sunday morning we have this prayer line open by phone so the Lord is working the Lord is good and uh, let's continue to believe for healing send me emails and texts give me a call 
whoever you are, if you've been, if you're seeing healings happen, let us know. We want to praise God. We want to stand with you. So contact us this week. We want to keep giving testimonies. All right. Thank you, Lord. You are commissioning us. Lord, we have your authority. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and power. Fill us with your love and compassion, Lord God. And Lord, we want to see breakthrough, Lord, by your Holy Spirit in people's lives. Thank you, Lord. Be blessed. Have a great week. Love you guys so much. It's good y'all come down here too and be available. I appreciate it.